Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, let's go. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy. Cast of thousands. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Royal Spas. The Edmonton Oilers with uh, a period in which they've got six preseason games in nine days, played back-to-back games uh, against Winnipeg. And uh, we got a lot to get to, including some thoughts on last night's matchup. We will tell you a jam-packed split edition of the show tonight. Brendan Escott is with us. Brendan, I uh, I went over to Celebrity, where you're also Celebrity, and uh, saw Betty today. So <laughs> hope you're. I had to get it done because she's leaving town for a few weeks. Yeah, so. I know. I'm booked in for Saturday, so I can catch her before she leaves. There you go. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Coming up on today's show, lots to get to for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts today at five thirty-five. Uh, former National Hockey League general manager, uh, player, the number one pick in the 1983 NHL draft, and the man that started Octagon's player agency, friend of the show, Brian Lawton, for, wow, factor desserts. At 5.15, actually, preceding Brian, uh, a guy that willed his way to a 400-game NHL career, former NHL or an analyst on the Washington Capitals broadcast, Alan May. Brendan will take over the second hour of the show today. I've got to attend a function. Uh, 6.30 Chad's Inside Game Analyst Rob Brown will join him at 6.05. Reed Wilkins will make an appearance on the show, and uh, we'll have lots to get to. We can tell you that the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Don't miss Ruben and Clay, 20. The two are live at the River Creek on Saturday, September 30th. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. The orders yesterday had a grand total of uh, four players that I envision being on their NHL team. Uh, that includes Cody Cece and Brett Kulak, as well as Philip Broberg and Dylan Holloway. That's it. They did not have any of their top 14 scorers from last year's highest-scoring team in the NHL in the lineup. I will tell you right now that I would be stunned if Edmonton didn't dress a much better lineup tomorrow night when the Vancouver Canucks come to town. Uh, the Oilers played well through two periods, and Winnipeg ultimately lost 5-0. As we quickly head into the Oilers now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Frank and the staff at Direct Workwear, excited to announce their women's-only workwear store, is now open. It's located four doors north of the Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Oilers lose 5 nothing last night in Winnipeg, but overall, Jay Woodcroft, the Oilers' head coach, well, he he liked the effort of the team. I think some of our younger younger players got some great experience here going against uh, some of the top players in the National Hockey League, so uh, that's all nice and dandy, but uh, you got to learn your lessons from experience. That's how you grow. Um, but as I said, in terms of the effort, the compete, um, you know, I thought it was there tonight. Some of our um, lack of execution showed up as the game wore on, but uh, I couldn't fault the, the effort. Speaking of execution, it's a line that uh, Jack Michaels and myself often laugh at. Uh, it's one of the funniest lines of all time. 
Brendan, do you recall an old football coach named John McKay? He had a powerhouse program at USC in the late 1960s, early 70s. That's where O.J. Simpson won the Heisman Trophy winner. I've always said of all the Heisman Trophy winners that have committed double homicide, he's probably my favorite. Oh, wait, did I just say that? All right. But with uh, all seriousness aside, when speaking of uh, John McKay, he was coaching Tampa Bay, and they went 0-14, and somebody asked him after the game, what do you think of your team's execution? And his response was, I'm in favor of it. So, uh, you know, that's kind of old school approach. Jay Woodcroft's a new school approach. And guess what? There is an opportunity for you to participate in an event coming up October the 7th, Saturday the 7th at 7 p.m. It's going to take place at the River Cree Resort Casino. Jay Woodcroft, stay tuned. Have your ears on Oilers now for a chance to win and you're in. Uh, so, of the guys that last night, and I'll get Brendan's thoughts here momentarily, Personally, I thought Raphael Lavoie had a real good first two periods. Holloway was pretty good overall. Broberg was good early. I thought he faltered a bit in the third, and the Oilers just didn't have a lot going. They had some players. The cent- Brennan, the centers last night were Brad Malone, uh, Greg McKaig, Jaden Grube, and Carl Berglund. When Edmonton rolls out McDavid, Dreisaitl, and McLeod, they've, and Dreisaitl is an underrated skater. Like, he's dramatically improved his skating. But Edmonton's got amongst the fastest skaters in the league at center. And they didn't have that last night. It, it was pain. Did you end up watching much of the uh, the, the webcast? <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was dialed into it. I think they lost you guys on the stream for a little bit there. It was Some uh, just, would say that's probably a good thing. It might have been the best you sounded all night. I don't yeah. know. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I won't, I won't yeah. say that about Mooner. Now you're, now you're, now you're talking <laughs> like my wife. Um, overall, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a, a tough one to watch for a while. But what stood out to me most, there was a nice net drive there by Dylan Holloway. I thought he looked as explosive as ever and if that translates moving forward uh, that's definitely a good sign um yeah i mean it sure looked like the first road preseason game didn't it with that kind of mismatch yes. and i understand the coach is not trotting anything out there with the intent of winning he's looking at guys like adam ernie and what kind of impressions they can make so uh curious to see what rob brown has to say in in the next hour about that too. all right speaking of adam ernie we go back in the orders now audio vault for direct work where he had this to say on the game against the jets tough loss but at the same time um there's a lot of new systems for a lot of guys and try to sort that out but i think the main thing is you know we battled really hard um i think it wasn't definitely wasn't lack of effort so we definitely have some uh some stuff to review on video and uh some stuff to clean up but uh the effort was definitely there there you have it. That's Adam Ernie. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to assume that he's going to get at least three or four more uh, games here in preseason. 5-12 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now on 630 Chad, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks booming throughout the province of Alberta. To today's top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Top story, CBA mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers. Do envision tomorrow at home against Vancouver. Uh, the orders have some more of the uh, higher-end guys in their lineup. Brendan, did you see the Heritage Classic jerseys that are coming out? Paying homage to the 1952 Edmonton Mercuries. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's totally off-the-map decision for me. I, I really think it's a unique look. It's going to grow on me. I, I, it's a little bit shocking, I think. I've never seen the Oilers logo imagined in this way, but I don't dislike it. What I do want to do is throw right out, or if I can now, uh, because I want to talk about this 
this in the final half hour of the show. Most unique Oilers jersey in your collection. What is it? Is it an Ilya Brizgalov, a Boris Miranov, 780-496-0063? What do you got? All right, so which Oilers jersey do you have out there? Which player? And has there ever been one that you regretted getting? I just about regretted getting a Trey Ford jersey last year. Now yeah. I think I'm smiling yeah. like the butcher's so, dog. <laughs> it was my suggestion, by the way. Uh, I said one of the things that would be nice for new members on the staff is if they got a jersey with the year in which they were hired uh, by the Oilers Entertainment Group. And I think they actually ended up... So I have an Oilers jersey. It is not up in my house because my wife has the cat room in the bonus room where she did all these cats playing cards, cats at the swimming pool. Oh, it's, it was just sort of a theme, right? And that's kind of her thing. So all we have uh, Keith Gretzky lined us up with something for Hudson a number of years ago. Dallas Aikens did like I've got I've got a Brad Tuchek Golden Bears jersey from their national championship in 06. Uh, I've got another one in 08 from Dylan Stanley the last year he did the Bear. But I've, none of the stuff's up in the house at all. So i got to talk to my man, Jack Cookson of Pro-Am Sports, and get him to come over and frame it. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan. Kyler Yamamoto with a couple of goals last night in his first game for his hometown-ish Seattle Kraken. He's from Spokane, of course, but playing there on a one-year, $1.5 million deal after being bought out by Detroit. Corey Schneider, a retiring official today. Wasn't sure that he was still playing, but the last three years spent in the Islanders system, just one NHL game in that time. Sharks may be without Captain Logan Couture to start the year. He's dealing with a lower body injury. So too is Artemi Panarin day-to-day right now. Did not practice today with the Rangers. Capitals defenseman Joel Edmondson expected to miss the start of the season. He's got an upper body injury. Uh, Usually, yeah, the 30-year-old acquired from Montreal in July for a third and seventh round pick. Philadelphia signing Carson Bjarnason to a three-year entry-level mm. deal. He is the Brandon Wheat Kings goaltender, second round pick of the Flyers last year. We'll mention the Canucks did the same, signing Sawyer Minio, uh, the 89th overall uh, overall pick in uh, 2013. Wow, where am I going? 23. Uh, he's not that old. He's quite young, actually. Oil Kings are uh, looking at Red Deer, a couple of home games against Bill Peter Lethbridge, that is Bill Peters' group coming to town. Uh, Friday at 7, Sunday at 4. And to wrap up the struggle bus segment, Golden Bears back to 500 in the preseason, but now it starts for real. They're heading down to Vancouver. UBC awaits. Yeah, Josh Prokop, uh, brother of Luke Prokop, uh, likely to be the captain for the Bears this year, has returned. He was at uh, Arizona's camp. Don't worry about struggle bus, man. What have I always said about radio? The patient doesn't die on the table. Like, if mistakes happen, then Wes Montgomery taught me that like 50 years ago. Don't worry. Well, not 50, maybe 40 years ago when I still had one chin. All right, uh, 516 at Edmonton, and when we come back in orders now, we'll uh, bring aboard uh, Alan May. He will be our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's 517 at Edmonton. You're listening to orders now. We said, what Oilers jersey do you have out there? And Dan texts us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I have a Dustin Penner jersey. It has a pancake where the Oilers emblem was. You know who would actually appreciate that? Dustin Penner, because he could laugh at himself. Very underrated player. Just take a look at the numbers that Penner put up with the Oilers versus what Ryan Smith did during the scene, and just how the two players, I think the smarter, more analytically driven folks out there 
had an appreciation for Dustin Penner. He was not as bad a player as everybody thought. 520 in Edmonton, we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Former NHLer and analyst Alan May is our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. I went out and saw Trent's plant out in Leduc. Man, they, they, they've they been along, around a long time. Uh, Alan May, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing great. Good. I'm doing great. Uh, How's the evening radio show going? It's uh, sure a lot different for me. Because and you can maybe explain to the listeners. You were, you like listen to a lot of the segments on. I think you personally drove our podcast numbers up, Al. Well, that's awesome because uh, it's it's been great listening to that. It gets me through my workouts at the gym, yourself, and a couple other podcasts. But it keeps me right up to the uh, minute on the Oilers. So I'm loving the podcast now that I know where the link is, and I'm following you guys full time. <laughs> but uh, th- this is a, this is a lot different. I used to like killing three hours, two three hours, whatever it was in the middle of the day. It, you're uh, right. listening to the live show. You're right. It yeah. is a lot different, and it's extended my day on non game days by five hours. But that's you know, hey, it's uh, we'll make the most. Of it. All right, let's get to it. So, Al, preseason used to be full of fights. Um, you know, the Oilers roared into Winnipeg last night with four NHL players, uh, Kulak and CeCe and Broberg from their defense, uh, Dylan Holloway at forward. They didn't have one of their top 14 scores in that game. At least back when you played, I mean, it could get a little crazy, a little stupid. You, did you sit there, and there wasn't video available out on YouTube and that sort of thing, so you were obviously aware of the fact. Did you have a pretty good idea who you might be lining up based upon preseason lineups and just maybe a thought, too, on how dramatically preseason games have changed over the last several years? Well, now I think that they should pay the fans to go to preseason games. And back when I played, I think the fans should have had to pay Stanley Cup Finals money for what was going on in these games. And I know my first, just my first rookie games with the the Boston Bruins, I should say, I have no idea who I fought. Um, there were there were no game notes. You just go out there, and I was a guy that didn't start shaving till I was about thirty. And there were all of these guys in the other team that had the full beards. And my first game was three and out, three fights and out. My next game, I got in a fight at the opening faceoff. I was playing center. I fought. I I did fight. I fought Sean Cronin, who was a guy that was like famous for bench pressing six hundred and fifty pounds in college. Give and us, then give us the nickname the, of Sean Cronin. Uh, was it the Cronin the Barbarian? Yeah, I, I was going to mix and bastardize that one up. And then when I was in the penalty box, we were in Boston's practice facility. So it's a youth hockey facility, basically. So you've got bench, penalty box, timekeeper, penalty box, bench, and there's no glass. And when I got to the penalty box, the next face off, it didn't even, the puck dropped and there was a fight. So there ended up being eight of us four and four in the penalty box and they had a couple of french guys that wouldn't shut up and my coach was mike milbury in that game and i and i just was jokingly i went to mike i just nodded my head i go should i go and he goes yes he walks to the end of the bench comes back and he goes anytime al and i go really he goes yeah get going so i walked over they wouldn't shut up i walked over the timekeepers jumped in the other box and next thing you know we had an eight-man brawl so my Who are you my playing? playing time that we were pay- playing the uh, Hartford Whalers. Okay. And 
so there was an eight-man brawl. I KO'd whoever was coaching that team because he came in and grabbed me while someone else had me while I was throwing punches. So that was for the people that don't like the fisticuffs. They probably shut off the show right now, but it was awesome. And then I was in the penalty. <laughs> I was in the dressing room. I was in the dressing room at the end of the period. You know, there's about ten guys in the dressing room with me. And Terry O'Reilly, who was the head coach of the Bruins, came in and he started yelling, "Where's May? Where's May?" I was so scared that I thought he's going to kick me out of training camp. He came and gave me five hundred dollars to take all the rookies out for beers that night so it paid it paid to paid to step up in those games and you really did have to get out uh try to get out unscathed and it was you know that was preseason hockey back then and then the, i think the next year i was in edmonton's training camp and i was in one of those crazy calgary edmonton uh rookie games at the agricom and it was the biggest group of players i'd ever seen on calgary we have all these goal scorers from the ontario league with us uh on the oil like Danny Curry and guys like that. Yeah. And I think Fabian Joseph was with us. And they had all these guys that looked like they were grandparents. They were like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, big bushy beards. And I fought three guys. And to this day, I, ha- I have no idea who the three guys I fought in the first period were. And uh, that was my training camp. So it was so different back then. And those, those were like cookie-cutter, easy preseason games compared to what I heard that the Flyers and the New Jersey Devils used to do in Did- preseason. So... Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy I didn't have to go through that gauntlet all the time. I think you just made a large percentage of the listeners driving around Edmonton when you said that you fought two French guys and got the coach, and Terry <laughs> O'Reilly gave you $500. Somehow, I think there's a trifecta. All we need to do is mention oil and gas and equalization payments, and I think we got it totally under control. And I think I know where, yeah, you, well, you, where you stand on that yeah. issue. And I was funded by oil and gas because of my dad. So you know what? There we go. There, I got that part in. And I, and I, and I had known nothing about the equalizer. I, uh, I can't even say the word. But I've got, I've known nothing about that. But anyways, <laughs> so that's what pre, that's what preseason used to be like. Right now, I've literally uh, a few years back, the Caps were playing the Boston Bruins on a Friday night in preseason, uh, and the arena had about three thousand people in it. Uh, it was 100 degrees outside, and I was literally between the benches yawning during the game because it was so pathetic. And I think there's too many players now, too many of these young players are so overcoached, they overthink, and they're so worried about their X's and O's that I don't think you can shine. I think you have to take the puck, you've got to do things with it, you've got to run people through the glass, and, and you've got to go off script. And they can always rein you in, but I think you have to find a way to make the team because, you know what, you've, you've got to step up and step out and, and to be noticed. And I think there's too many kids that just put the jersey on, and I want you to own the damn thing. And I don't want, you know, you play like you're not going to let them take it away from you. And I think that's one of the problems. And then the vets, they used to still have to earn their spots back in the day. And now the vets, it's like quarter speed. It's not even half speed. So that, that's one of the biggest problems I have. It's like a lot like like watching the first NFL preseason game, which they should also pay the people to go to the games. Yeah. Uh, Al, you just scored huge points. I got guys texting me. I, this is, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're a little tight on time. Can you, uh, we, we can get you on the next couple of weeks? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So. Th- thanks a lot, yeah. Al. Let's do it, man. That was awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us here, okay? Take care. Bye. That is Alan May, who, uh, you know, Played in the SJHL, went to New West and the WHL, and punched above his weight class, and got a shot in on a coach. Never a bad thing. Uh, Five twenty-eight. <laughs>
believe that Terry O'Reilly, he thinks he's going to get help from Terry O'Reilly, and O'Reilly gives him 500 bucks and says, take the boys out for some brewskis. Hey, you got to love that. All right, uh, here's the deal. Here's what we got going on. Uh, former NHL general manager, uh, player, and the man that started Octagon's agency, Brian Lawton, coming up with an interesting perspective on a summer development with Leon Dreisettle. We're going to want to hear that after we get to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.